and welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. While our conversations focus mostly on our favorite spirits, please remember that having a solid financial plan can help you avoid feeling as though the volatile stock and bond markets are driving you to drink. Yes, today's episode of Bourbon Barrel Talk is brought to you by Axiom Financial Strategies Group, which is a financial planning-based wealth management firm that serves to maintain our clients' paths to financial success, happiness, and overall well-being. Axiom's mission is to help individuals and families of all size grow and protect their wealth through an objective, thoughtful advice anchored in deep subject matter expertise. If you have a financial plan but are lacking confidence that you will achieve your goals or would like assistance in developing a financial plan, please reach out to the Axiom team at 812-913-7701 or email them at contactus at axiomfsg.com. Please remember to drink and invest responsibly. Axiom Financial Strategies Group, LLC, is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Axiom and its representatives are properly licensed and exempt from licensure. Man, Festivus for the rest of us. Episode number three coming in with what I would say is probably, I don't know that it's it's controversial, but this is definitely a topic that... uh, a lot of people have mixed reviews or feelings on, and, and, and I can be honest, mine's changed over the top uh, over the past few years. Um, finishings. Do finishings enhance bourbon, or is it hiding shitty bourbon? I have seen this where this is a very polarizing. So there's many people that where you really like it or you don't. I mean, I've really had people say that, you know, I'm just not into finishings. I don't like it. Don't even want to try it. You the have to have the legend hates finishes. Says he swears. Swears he hates finishes. Right. But there's a few he likes. I know someone that, that, <laughs> that down deep. There's a couple yeah, he likes. There's a couple he likes. I know someone that doesn't. Every finish one he's had, he has not enjoyed it. I think the problem is that you have people trying to hide the shitty bourbon. Yeah, I th- so, there's, there are definitely people that are doing this. So, hey, so wait a minute. Let, I, I'm going to piggyback and say they're not hiding shitty bourbon. They're hiding young bourbon. And there's okay. a difference. Okay. There's a difference. You get, yep. True. And, and there's Very also true. people that do it good, and there are people who do it bad. Yes. Correct. So you there's some unscrupulous activities out there. We'll just say it that way, or at least there's rumor to be unscrupulous rumor activities. That's a but go ahead, go back, go back to go back, Lee. So I think that you got to look at, I guess, from an economic standpoint. So as a free market, do you? I mean, are you, do you fault them? I don't know. I guess, but you got somebody that does it really well. Um, we were talking earlier off the mic about the Amberano or the cigar batch finishes. Right. There's some that are not so good. Yep. Uh, but they try to jump in and maybe they just shortcutted it to try to hurry up and get ahead of the market. And right. I think that's probably part of that. The you know two two or three years ago I was completely against finishes. Now actually, there's some that are really good. But anyways, there's some that are really good. So. I think that some of the people have got ahead of the game or try to get ahead of the game and have shortcutted them and hide the younger bourbons, and that has an impact on right. some of the quality there. So yeah. that's my my opinion. I think if you do it right, you take the time, the quality, uh, it can be done well. So I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I'm not going to give my opinion yet. But, but but what happens if you get a younger bourbon and you double oaked it? Depends on the bourbon. In my opinion. I know I'm not Lee, but I'm throwing my two cents in there. <laughs> got While the Jeopardy wheel going off. Dude, yeah, I'm trying to think. <laughs> so, I, mean, double, I mean, when you double oak it, right, you're giving it extra or flavor. Toasted. It's going back into a new thing. It's so toasted. I, well, and I, I th- there is some good double oaks out there, and I think that's the process, and there's some people that are kind of 
I don't want to necessarily say innovative, but doing something like that, imparting good flavor against the process. Right. So what rap it, it rapid ages it. Let's just be honest. But yeah, I I just want to play devil's advocate there. It's, it's like High point. West. High West has that double rye, and it's a young rye. Yep. But, it, but they double they yeah. double oak it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you like it, you like it, I guess. But yeah. if you don't, I don't right. care for it. Actually, they don't double oak it. Oh, do they not? Never mind. Then no, it's it? a blend of two different ryes. Oh, never mind then. Oh well, <laughs> never mind. I mean, <laughs> you, could, you could also get to the point to where if you are, you know, you really can't say blending is kind of finishing, but it is a way to mask or change up the flavor to where you want to get it. You can say you have nine barrels. Maybe one doesn't quite taste the right, but you have the other eight tastes exactly where it needs to. You can probably hide that one barrel in the eight and not really be able to pick up on that. Just slight differences. Yeah, but blending, I don't, I don't consider blending finishing. I no, mean, I, I, I really don't. I mean, because I think what you're doing in that situation is, and, and I don't think you're trying to hide a bad barrel. I think what you're trying to do is, and, and, and I think the people that probably do this the best is old Carter, is that they'll get a, a, a bunch of 14, 10, 14, you know, 8, 9, whatever, whatever the number or age is, and they'll, they'll, they'll get something that like, hey, this, these are great. These are four or five barrels that have caramel and all these other flavors that we want, but this one's like got some spice, and the ones that are super sweet are missing a little bit of spice. So they'll throw that one rye barrel in there to be like, hey, we want it, we want it to, to give it that full rounded flavor that Balanced. you're really, really looking for to give it that balance. So, um, but, but for me, I'm, I'm an enhancement guy, but, but for different reasons, probably than most other people, but I can say finishings can be very bad. Like what Lee said, but, but we'll, we'll talk more as we go through this and Jerry's got something he wants to say. So, so. I was just going to piggyback kind of off of what Lee was saying about how some people are trying to get ahead of the market, especially with the whole toasted craze. Yeah. And I feel like some people do toasted. Well, I feel like Elijah Craig does toasted well. Let's see, I would disagree. I don't like the Elijah Craig toast. Really? No. Okay. Just, just get out. Just get out. It's awesome. And that's fine. <laughs> if you like it, that's great. Like, everybody's got a different palate. That's that's the it's pleasure good. about this thing. I, I'm not an Elijah Craig toasted, <laughs> but I'm not an Elijah Craig guy. That's true. Like, that's true. I, yeah. I mean, how many times have we had the that. conversation that, like, I mean, like, I'll drink, if I'm going to drink Elijah Craig, I'm going to drink Elijah Craig barrel proof, and only because I'm I'm a high proof whore. Like, I like hot stuff. Like, so, and, and but for me, I like high proof that drinks at a lower proof, and Elijah Craig 120 drinks it at 120. I mean, there's none, mm-hmm. there's no distinguishing. <laughs> you you like you very, few, burn. very few do you find an Elijah Craig that doesn't drink it proof. But go ahead, Nick. I think that there's a lot of groups that either are trying to capitalize on certain crazes. I'll, I'll give Cigar Batch as, yep. a, as an example. Uh, there are groups that, you know, use the Abriana cask. Right. That in, to me, that's one of my favorite ones. You also have the Cigar Blends. Um, and then which you is also, like cognac and sherry, sherry and armagnac or whatever, and yeah. all blended together. Yep, exactly. All the yaks. Yep. And then you, uh, one of the more recent crazes that we've uh, had experienced recently with Buzzard Roost is what they do is they just cold smoke tobacco inside the barrel before kind of like a double oaking of it. They will pour their distillate into that already cold smoked tobacco barrel and then right. calling it a cigar batch. Right. Now, do you get something like forcibly so infused a little bit? Bourbon. Exactly. It's no different than calling Arby's. it smoked bourbon. What yeah. Arby's did, yeah. No, I get it, yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're, it's it's no different than, you know, maybe an old-fashioned where you're trying to do that little wood smoke, trying to force a little bit of smokiness and that tobacco Which, into Which, by the it. way, roast beef bourbon tastes like garbage. 
I'm not. Sure. <laughs> I honestly haven't tried it, so I don't know yet. No, so. It's trash. <laughs> I tried but roast some beef. Is good. Yeah, roast beef's delicious. <laughs> I, and I love. We're clarifying. And things. listen, I love an Arby's roast beef sandwich, but that that bourbon is not good. Did I you mean, try drinking eating a roast beef sandwich while also drinking the roast beef bourbon? No, I did not do that. Sorry, this it, is it was it neat. I wish I would have had a roast beef. To, 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 it probably would have killed the taste. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you had some horsey sauce on there. Yeah. Now we've also had a lot of local, uh, some of our local uh, distilleries. So I, that's that's where I'm going to go, and yeah. and I'll let you go there. But like, uh, I think we're a little spoiled on finishes. Absolutely. From from the, from 100. most of the other areas. Yeah, we we ha- we were very fortunate to have a very uh, close distillery that that loves to do finishes, and you know they do uh, Starlight. They lo- they've been on this podcast talking about a lot of their finishes. You know, you know I think they have a great history in their wine and being able to do wine finishes but they've also segued into a lot of other experiences for that you know i'll say one of my favorites uh one of the, my favorite finishes is the armagnac the armagnac finish that they produce is i, I love it I, I can drink bottles of it it is just so good but then you know personally me i am not a very much a sartrunes or calvados and you know, while I'm not going to say it's it's horrible, it just doesn't hit my palate, and it's just those type of wines to me. Yeah, I don't like the Tokai. Yeah, to me the Tokai is a little too scotchy and whatnot. Wasn't to there me. a champagne one recently? A Bordeaux. Yeah, Bordeaux. So yeah. the Bordeaux, I was not a huge fan of. I, I'm not a big Calvados. Um, those are two that I, 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 I I'm, I'm, I'm asleep on those. I mean, people love them. You know, the Tokai, I'm kind of hit and miss. Um, but but honestly, outside of the embryonic cask, I mean, to me, the, the VDN is the bee's knees. Uh, yeah, I was about to say the VDN, and uh, personally for me, the Pinot de Chiron finishes, uh, you know, just, you know, to the point to where it makes that either bourbon or rye, you know, so much so that it's almost a ruby red right. is amazing. The Vino, or not the Vino, the the PX Sherry. Yeah, the PX Sherry. Yeah, it's dark and too, rich. Yes. And, oh, yeah. The, so. yeah. But, but, but. To kind of piggyback, you know, because airing of the grievances, right? This is all about, you know, us, things that we don't like, too. But like I said, there's rumors that there's some unscrupulous things going on out there. You know, uh, you know, we can, I, I don't know if you want to post a picture I, of it. We can absolutely post a picture comparison. No, I wouldn't do that. It, it, in my, and my thing is, I, I don't know. I've heard rumors. Uh, matter of fact, I mean, there was one guy that, like, literally roasted some guys. And, 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 and the two gentlemen that, that own the business, I like them. They're good dudes to me. They've never been anything but nice. Um, I, I like a lot of the products they come out with. Now, I do at times wonder, like, how do you come up with watermelon, whatever, you know? Kiwi watermelon. Yeah, like, I, I don't know how you can turn that into a bourbon. I, I didn't try it. I don't know. I don't know if it tastes good. I don't know what it tastes like or anything like that. But, then you know, I, I, I didn't, I, for one, I guess, it maybe selfishly or stupidly, I, I've never even heard of watermelon brandy. Or I've or never heard coconut. of coconut. Coconut, yeah. But, well, coconut, I can see, right? You just throw some coconut in a barrel, toast it, whatever. Like, I could see where that would be easy to, to come out with or do things like that, you know. But it, it is what it is. I mean, but but like I said, I've, I've had a lot of them. I think a lot of them are really good. Um, but I've heard rumors that they do things that are not necessarily up to snuff, you know. And I don't, whether I, I believe it 100% or not, I don't know, like I said, um, but you, you hear stuff. I mean, being in the industry, just like, um, you know, you, you see some other unscrupulous things that people have talked about, like where Jay Mattingly supposedly had uh, used trash cans to, you know, move, and it, they were food grade trash cans, right? Not, not you know, <laughs> stuff, whatever, you know, it, it's stuff that you would see at, at, at Texas Roadhouse, maybe to move the fries from one section to the other after you cut them into the, their, their food grade, right? 
but some people get their feelings hurt. People get in their feelings journals. People, you know, they, they want to dog people just because of X, Y, Z. And I think some of that also is too is jealousy, right? Like in some situations, maybe the two guys that, you know, in, in, I think that maybe there's some jealousy out there for some people. Like they're saying, hey, they're doing this because they didn't do it and they didn't have the nuts to, 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 to put their balls on the line to do it. You know, I, I'll agree with that to an extent. And I mean, a part of me... That By the way, gets, the 68 Jim Beam is delicious. Oh, yeah. It's I already good. pulled from it. It's, <laughs> the smell on it, too. But, you know, the question is, is that what things can you do actually naturally? Like buying those Calvados barrels, Pinot de Chiron barrels, PX Shirley or Oloroso barrels, you know, and actually putting your distillate in there, letting it age for multiple months versus, you know, where we can actually, you know, show, and I, I have seen myself to where they'll advertise some type of flavor. And now, you know, you look at it, it's, if you haven't moved it, it's completely clear. But if you sit there and shake it, all of a sudden everything gets cloudy. So it almost, it makes me feel that they are artificially changing those things. It's like, yeah, it's I've like seen what, that through some companies and some, some companies I haven't seen it, you know, but they're, they, like I said, they've been, they've talked about it and things like that. And I know Jared had mentioned one time, like we we tried a honey bottle at one point, which matter of fact, I think one of the honey bottles we're trying today, it, it looks a little cloudy, but like, I will tell you, I mean, if you pour honey into a barrel, cause I've done it myself and you age it in a, in a barrel that's had whiskey in it, and then you put whiskey back into it, you can't get all the honey out. Like you're going to have honey that gets into that batch, right? Like, I mean, so I, 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 I see where you're coming from, but I just, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'll give this random example of, you know, possibly chocolate, you know, to where you can get chocolate naturally from a bourbon. If you, right. if you, if you age it right, you get the correct type of, you know, uh, mash bill to go with it. And then there's ways that you can get to it artificially. And so that's what I'm getting at. Because, right. I mean, I have, I've had multiple, and we probably had multiple different ways to have bourbons and taste bourbons and get those notes of the dark chocolate, milk chocolate, things like that to where you're getting those flavors naturally through aging and mash bill. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 it's interesting when you sit back and look at it and, and the, and the chocolate ones that you're talking about, if I remember correctly, they were aged in cacao barrels or something like that. Yes. So I, so I, my thing is, what's a cacao barrel? Like, was that like, did they take? Did you grind chocolate? up cacao and? Yeah, yeah. Did they grind up chocolate and throw it into a, a into a barrel or roast it and put it into a barrel? Like I, I guess I'm. So th- then again, like, what's the process? Maybe there should be floaters. Maybe there should be something. And, and the reason I say that is because okay, look, if you toasted a cacao bean right to get it to the point where it was actually going to be chocolate, right? Um, there's going to be sediment that comes off that, especially if you put it into the barrel to do that with, and then when you pour it out of the barrel. Something's going to be in there, right? So, like, how? how, how that's why I said I, I don't want to dog anybody because I, I don't know. I don't know what the processes are. I don't understand it. I've never seen it. Therefore, you know, but I can tell you that, like, there's rumors, right? There's rumors oh, yeah. out. There's rumors out everywhere about all kinds of things. And but for me, going back to the argument of does it enhance it or does it hide bad whiskey? I can say it does both, right? Like I, in, 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 and I guess, let me rephrase it. It doesn't hide bad whiskey. It hides young whiskey. Yeah. I was about to say, it's going to be um, more young whiskey, you know, and, and there's lots of people that are out there doing it, you know I mean? And I've tried some stuff that 
that was, um, you know, two years old that was finished in something and you're like, all right, that's not too bad, you know, but then you're sitting there thinking, but there's just something different that it's super corny or like, like you get those flavors, but Got then a weird grain. Note yeah. Or, so yeah, yeah you, 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 you get something, but you're like, man, it's not bad, but you like, there's something wrong with it. Like, but then when you try somebody that does it right, like Starlight, you know, um, you're like, oh yeah, that's that that's the difference, right? Like so it's quality shines. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I've so some things I've noticed, and I love Starlight. I'm not saying I don't love Starlight, but sometimes I've noticed with some of the Starlights I've gotten is that as they've as I've let them sit there for a while, like say I bought a, a PX Sherry bottle or something like that, and it's I've had it for six months or whatever. As I've as it sat there the PX series seems like it goes away and more of the more of the whiskey taste comes through which isn't bad at all but it seems like it loses that the the P, the the flavors that were supposed to be bring forward the enhancements from the PX sherry barrels maybe that's just me I don't know, but that's just sometimes what I'm. Maybe I've never had a bottle last that long. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first problem. (laughs) You're probably right. I know that's the Brock's problem because they got two people chugging a bottle, whereas I only have one. But (laughs) so, but but. I don't know. That that that's just something I've I've noticed tend to notice a little lately. But maybe it's because I've had something before that. Maybe it's my palate's messed up. It's something I've ate. Some another bourbon I've drank that's been totally off. Now, now you were kind of segueing off this is like, were you talking about the young bourbon? You know, the question was, is that, you know, could young bourbon be masked by double oaking? Because there are many groups and many distilleries nowadays that are going down that double oak path. Yep. Oh, 100%. It could be, it could easily be masked. It's a craze. I mean, well, I mean, Peerless. Some of Peerless's really young stuff, when they first started coming out with like three year old bourbon, like they would do double oaks, and I mean, they weren't they weren't bad. Like to me, I, I'm still I'm a, I'm a hundred percent fan of Peerless Rye. Like one hundred percent. Like I'm a buy all day long. I've had a lot of them, but some of the Peerless bourbons, I'm still kind of like, eh, I think it could it could use a little bit longer. But the double oaks, I'm like, oh, now that's something different, right? Like I've I've not had a bad Peerless double oak. Like, Gorgeous bottle, by the way. Oh, the, the fantastic. Gorgeous you know? bottle. Sorry, and they're doing a great job up there. Nineteen ten. Nineteen ten. Yeah. Old Forster, old fine whiskey. Technically, it is a double. They're du- yeah, yeah. I mean, double yeah, oak. yeah, it's double oak. But I mean, that's a that's a blend of like five and six year old bourbons. I mean, it's not. They're not putting four year old bourbon in that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's five and six, seven year old bourbon. So, so right. Well, uh, do we know that, or is that just an assumption? No, we know that. I mean, they they will tell you that that that's what that is. Now, they could be lying, but they can't. They can't. Well, there's not an age statement, so I guess they could technically put a four year old barrel in there and be like. But I think that you know the batches are so big. But but yeah, they're not putting three year old whiskey. In there. I oh, I'm right not going to say that. But I mean, you have no, other stuff. Putting one year old. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's other stuff like that. Like you know, let's say uh, uh, Woodford Reserve Double Oak, which is very popular. Yep. You know, you know, we don't, I mean, these things that are non-age stated, it's hard for us to tell, you know, what age it goes into that, from that first barrel to that second barrel. Are they saying like, you know, maybe two years in, they thieve it, they go, eh, okay, maybe this is, might be something for our double oak, uh, our double, double oak program. So they shift those barrels that are kind of, eh, over to there, let them age again in, in, in the uh, barrels. But it, to you know, me, it depends on what it tastes like and again it's the whole enhancement thing so if it is a you know it's a it's a two-year-old or four-year-old whatever whatever it is and it's not up to quality to be you know in their small batch or or to be they don't think they can hide it i don't want to say hide it but 
they don't want to blend it in with with the other ones that are going to a small batch or something like that or release it as a single barrel. But if they do see something in there that maybe they can enhance it by throwing it in a PX sherry or throwing it into a toasted or a double oak or something like that, that's a different story in my in you know in my opinion. But I think we would all agree upon that. Yeah, and that's that something that grinds my so gears bigger. though. That Woodford doesn't do single barrels; they're all small blends. That's true. I never thought about that. Like even there's even their single, single barrel, barrel program are actually two barrels. Like you pick two barrels and they blend those two together to make one. Uh, unpopular that, that's opinion. actually that's actually a good one. That's an actually I didn't know. They're that. double oak is that way. So usually they'll give you three to four barrels to pick from, and then you pick the two samples that you like the best. They blend them together. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, unpopular opinion. Mm, their yeah. weeded whiskey is not good. Or whatever it is. Uh, you know, I, I didn't think it was that bad. I don't. Think I, I I think the malt, the blue label. Yeah, the malt. Yeah, yeah, yeah the malt. The, the red weird. label is not good. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that, that beam. Let's let, let's go into the, dive into these bottles real quick here a little bit. The beam definitely definitely got some heavy caramel, some some leather. Oh, that it, it's super sweet though. It's super sweet on the nose. You get that hard caramel, but then you get those nice dusty notes on that on the palate. Yeah. Do you get any chocolate with all the chocolate talk? No. No, I smell it now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't. I don't. It's but, a little leather. But with all fairness, I've I've, I've drank all mine now. I'm just I'm nosing <laughs> at this point. <laughs> That's how much I got left. You know, it's like it a ain't much. Leather, little coffee. Yeah, I, I I get a little bit of that leather, and you know what you might say that um, I don't want to say it's it's weird. It's it, in what I'm going to relate this to is is like two things. Is like going you get a little bit of that leather chew, but it's like you have bubble gum in your mouth, and you're then you're chewing on that leather too. Yeah, no, I could get. You that. almost get a little bit of citrus, like right at the tip of the tongue, or uh, something. Maybe not citrus. Possibly, but it's something fruity, but I don't think it's citrus. It may not be. So, kind of piggyback off of something that was said earlier, with the whole floater thing. Yep. In in a unnamed whiskey, um, but dusties. Have you ever seen a dusty with floaters? In it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Does that bother you? No. Okay. And it doesn't bother me in the new stuff either. I mean, it, I mean, floaters don't bother me, especially if it's if it's black floaters. I mean, I just know that's just charred out of the barrel, right? I mean, yeah. and that's what you mainly see. What bothers me is when you see some white stuff or things that like, how did that get in there, right? Like that yeah. that, that doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense to me. But it is what it is. I mean, you know, you, you take the good with the bad. Um, but I, I I think that's the thing. I think you see it more on the older bottles than you do the newer bottles. There's just yeah. so much more filtering and more. FDA control. Do you uh, see kind of what I was getting at though, with like yeah. having the floaters in like in the unnamed bottles versus the unnamed bottle that we were talking about earlier yes. versus like a dusty though, where you see a floater? Do you does it make you question like, huh, that's a little yeah. like? Uh, but so we're we're drinking one of the unnamed bottles, right? Let's let, good times and and like I said, I love the guys that do this stuff, and I've loved a lot of their bottles, like the ones that I brought over tonight that we're trying. This is the Honey Barrel. Like this thing is like literally, it's like. It is a honey bomb. Like the nose is like honey. It's sweet. It's got, you know, a lot of, you know, richness to it. It's got some caramel. It's got some, I mean, this is a delicious pour. I mean, like. Nose is almost like that honeysuckle yeah. style. No, it's just straight up like out of a beehive, honey. Like you literally just scraped it off into the, like, into the <laughs> jar, honey. Like, I mean, but it's it, it's it's got a fantastic nose on it. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but maybe I just have never really smelled honey. It's like your blueberry thing from... You've never smelled honey. I don't know if I've... I've tasted honey like a thousand times. <laughs> Love it smells honey, like a taste, right? But I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think I've ever really smelled honey. 
Now, what I will say about honey is... Well, yes, I am batshit crazy. Honey Barbara, almost always... You. There's the first curse, curse word on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> honey almost always accentuates the heat on bourbon to me. Like, when I try honey barrels, like, they almost always drink it proof. I don't know about that. No, I've had some honey-finished <laughs> barrels from Starlight. I don't think they, they drink full that, that full proof. I think they drink closer to proof than their normal finishes or their normal bourbon does. If you sit back and you really think about it, like, and most of them are, like, between 108 and 110, 111, 113, but they drink closer to that proof value than the the typical starlight finishes do like i just think a lot of your honey barrels they just they just drink a little hotter and, and the reason i think it is is because you're adding sugar to it no matter what like i said you can't get all of the honey out of that barrel so therefore i think that you're almost getting like like a second fermentation in that barrel like you're like i, I think it depends on, i i can see you, where you're going down you the line right. with it i i just you know it depends on how much honey is left in that barrel Right. You know, you know, if if the honey is pretty well cleaned out, uh, I could see that it's would be that way. Right. I don't know. You might be right, but oh, that was a nice cork pop. That was a good cork pop. But to me, most okay, of so them. This is a bourbon. I just, I, they're just at my house. We have a rye finishing the honey, so I was just curious because yeah. you all were talking about that. You all were talking about um, enhances the heat, and I was just it got me thinking about the honey with the rye. Does that have you ever noticed a difference with the with the rye versus the bourbon? Um, in the same, yeah, in the same but so so that to me those are two different monsters though. Anytime you have a rye finished with something, rye automatically has some heat anyway, and it's a little bit different. But but it it is what it is. I mean, you know, so yeah. take that piece. But it was just a side thought I had. But what's the proof on this one? The honey uh, was it one sixteen? No, one nineteen. One nineteen. Yeah. Um, but to I me, wouldn't this, say it drinks one nineteen. I, I would, but, but it, it but, drinks close to proof, right? It, yeah, my, it's definitely close. Yeah. It's definitely my tongue is very much like I've drank one forty four GTSs that that drink lighter than this. That's my point. On my way, <laughs> for real. <laughs> but like, so but that, that's my point. This drinks closer to proof than what than what it, uh, uh, than most of the other good times I've tried. Like the one we had earlier. Like when we tried, what do we what do we have a, a vanilla like last week or the week before last? I don't remember. We had a vanilla or something. But a vanilla, it, yeah. It, it it drank very much. You know, closer to um, like. 85 to 100 proof, you know, somewhere in that ballpark range. And it, it, it was nowhere near the spicy as, as the honeys was. So I don't know, but I don't know. I, I think I would challenge that. And, and, we, and we can, we can, we can do it more off, off mic later, oh, but anyway. I don't know. Scott, do you get any Scott stone fruit? Really? Stone fruit on this one? Yeah. On the honey? Were you being facetious? Hmm? Were you being facetious? <laughs> I think you were being facetious. No, I don't get any stone Scott, fruit. what's a stone fruit? Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. How dare you talk about my mother that way? Anyway, you know, you know, I'm gonna bring back something like childhood. I could almost get the the what? aftertaste. Dude, we that get comes bar- we get rid of get rid of Barbara for a couple episodes, and now you're turning into Barbara. Uh, no, I'm Barbara? not going. Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to childhood, which you guys would be familiar on. The aftertaste for this for me, <laughs> Grandpappy's kisses, <laughs> honeycomb cereal. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, honeycomb cereal. I get that. Yeah. No, that's what I said. Going back to childhood is like, you know, honeycomb so, cereal, you know, Saturday morning. You said that, you know, but you know car, what? I, I was thinking sugar bears. The, the sugar crisp. <laughs> I've never had honeycomb. Don't foot me off. I was thinking sugar crisp. What? <laughs> never had sugar crisp either. What the? What, the, what is a sugar crisp? All right. We, Jared's not allowed on the show anymore. <laughs> just oh, many, I'm coming back. There's too many references, man. <laughs> too many references. This kid just doesn't understand. <laughs> Jesus wept, man. 
the, I don't know what honeycombs or Jesus are, wept. Yeah, Jesus wept. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Whenever he heard this, Jesus? yes, he wept. I'm now <laughs> I'm just you know being an ass is. now. <laughs> I know you know who Jesus is, but have you really never heard Jesus wept? <laughs> it was a joke. Oh, okay. okay. Now okay. I'm being facetious. All right. <laughs> no, the honeycomb and sugar crisp thing was legit, but. but I, I've heard of honeycombs. I've never heard of sugar crisps. Yeah. The, now the, we're getting really has the little bear on it. No. The no little idea. bear. Oh, my God. Well, I'm that You know, that would be a great sticker. <laughs> oh, my God. Or, or, tater, or, or, son or, of a... Or, uh, a, uh, a nice tater, tater sticker? The, the, the te- uh, honey teddy grams. Honey teddy grams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could... So, uh, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't get that off this as much, because there's, <laughs> no, no, no. there's cinnamon in those, right? Yes. And I don't get there's any cinnamon There's a little bit of cinnamon, but Can we do a tie-in with the new cocaine bear movie coming out? With the Teddy Grahams and the cocaine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't take him anywhere, I swear. <laughs> I got I got a lot of good ideas. Anyway, so so it sounds like we all kind of agree that it, it it's both. It, it can mask young whiskey, but it, it but in our humble opinions it, it enhances it. I will say if it's done right That's what I was then say. it then it would, but there are I would I feel that there are other groups out there that are not doing it right. And okay. Yes. So you're saying depending on the distillery yes, or depending yeah. on the NDP or the distillery or whoever. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll throw it out there. The basil, the new recent Basil Hayden <laughs> cask finish, you know, I, I see, see about three <laughs> people doing kind of like that <laughs> throw up. <laughs> All Basil thing. Hayden <laughs> that way for uh, me. Right. But, the th- but yeah, it's just one of those things of like when they're joining that game of trying to do finished, you know, whether it be toasted, which was mixed reviews, but the new... Port cask a finish, I think that was what it is that they just started releasing. Yeah. Can we do an OGD one fourteen toasted? You were supposed to do that. We gave you we gave you we gave you the little things, didn't we? No, I no one's ever gave me those. I was Carl still has the No, the I'm not saying oh. us do it. I'm saying like can oh, somebody no. do that, I guess. No, I wish they would do an OGD one fourteen. Anything. I don't care what they <laughs> try to finish that in. I think that would be delicious. But that's just me. I don't know. Anyway. So let's go on another tangent before we end this episode. Scott. So what's I'm that? <laughs> what did what he said? <laughs> he's gonna kick my. So, he's gonna kill me. Jim Beam or Good Times Honey? I, I, I'm gonna go Beam. I, that honey's delicious. I mean, I, I really do like it. Um, but the, the, there's just something about that Beam, dude. That leather, and, and it's not even fair to compare these two. They're just they're not even anywhere near the same. You know, probably similar to the other ones we did, but. But yeah, this is just something you, yeah, it's not even, it's not, it, yeah, it's, it's like comparing an apple to an orange. You can't compare the two. Yeah. So. I think both are solid. Um, I like higher proofs yep. like you do, Scott, and that one drinks really well, the good times, but I love Dusty's. Yeah. So. I, I, I like the Dusty. Yeah. We don't care. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, uh, if you want to find bourbon barrel talk, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and the old Facebook. You can also email us at bourbon barrel talk at gmail.com. Make sure you hit the subscribe button when you're on iTunes, Instagram, or iTunes or Spotify or Google or podcasts. What do you, what kind of podcast? What, 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 what's, what station do you listen to when you the listen dusty. to podcasts? Early? Bourbon barrel talk. No, I mean, but what, what, what medium? The dusty. Do you listen on Apple? Apple. Google? Oh, Apple. So you're Apple podcast. Good. Apple. Okay. No, Spotify. So I'm the, Spotify and guy the, too. And the Dusty. Yeah. Do you like the Dusty? No, no. It's, I like the Spotify, but also the Dusty. Gotcha. I hear you. The, you <laughs> like welcome. the Dusty Spotify. Yes. <laughs> I, like, I like having to break out the old 1980 computer that's like a brick and weighs a thousand pounds. Good deal. So you can find us. You know how to do it. Send those messages. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, make sure you send them in the inbox or to email. This is Nick, and Scott, and Jared, and Lee signing off. Peace out. Peace.